So this whole year has been the equivalent of like, we're think of we're going through this massive storm. It's completely unpredictable, right? And everyone on the planet's in the same storm. The difference is, is some people have become master sailors. Yeah. Some people have said, you know what? I better start using YouTube and learn how to sail this ship because I keep going down, right? right, right. Some people have said, like me, I went, I bought a saw. I'm gonna build a ship. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Here's a question for you. What's your question? If 2020 equals chaos, then... 2021 is. You want me to answer that? Sure. 2021 is going to be joy. What do you think the majority of people will say, though? Uh, I think for us, it's been like 2020 inflicted chaos. Yeah. 2020 has been a shit show. So 2021 is going to be a shit show times two. (laughs) I don't know what you know, people will think the craziest things. Right. And so I have no idea. Like I've said before, I'm optimistic about the future. I think the future is bright. Mm-hmm. I think that 2021 is going to be a time for recovery, but also rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people have been challenged this year in the in ways that they've never been challenged before. And so I think 2021 gives people an opportunity to say, take to take on a new mindset, hopefully, and get to a better place in life now. Well, we've been if, challenged. Yeah, absolutely. Like crazy in 2021. Like we started like off the year. What the hell? What? Yeah. I don't even know what year it is. Right. I don't. I literally don't know what today is. I'm the, just gonna tell you that. Yeah. Today but is a whatever. Day. It's yeah, a day. It exists. But you know, this year in January, we've mentioned on the podcast before. Last year, as we were getting close to wrapping up 2019, we planned out our entire 2020. Like first year ever completely planned out, booked, money down on things. Ready to go. Calendar jam-packed. And you know what? God said no. God God said no. God said not right now. Yeah. And you know. That's what he said. But you know what's crazy is if we were to write down everything that happened in 2020 Mm -hmm. and in order, in chronological order, and just give it to people, just send it to people. People go, oh my God, what kind of year Mm -hmm. was this? And the crazy thing is it doesn't necessarily feel like that. Like no. it feels like it was a lot, but I don't think that we are, and I don't want to speak for you, but I don't feel like we're emotionally battered and bruised up. Not at all. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I feel like some stuff we haven't shared on the podcast, but just to kind of give you like a glimpse of what we went through this year, like we started the year off with my nephew being murdered. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. You know, my family had to go through that. We had announced that we were going to be retiring. I was going to be retiring from the bakery. And then that didn't happen because COVID. And then I worked in the bakery for six more months, right? Right. Uh, We've experienced tremendous loss. 
we were trying to finalize our lease agreement. And then that cost us a fortune to just walk away from a 10 year lease that we had finalized. Right. Right. That I'm still, by the way, like waiting months and months later for just like a release of liability. And they're just fucking with me. Right. But there's been so many things, challenges that we're quite, we're not quite ready to share right now, but it's been a challenging year. And through it all, I think our kids have gone through the same thing. You know, just like many of you, our kids have been distance learning, like they've had their fair share of breakdowns. Kayla's a senior, our niece uh, was 100% banking on getting scouted because she plays sports and now she's not, you know? Yeah, and she's got to send videos in and, yeah. and it's tough. And if you, if, on three, if you were to say one word that was the difference maker for us versus what maybe other people may be experiencing or uh, how they may be handling it, what would it be? So ready? One, two, three. Attitude. Attitude. Yeah. That was not rehearsed. (laughs) That's not rehearsed. I mean, I thought you were going to maybe say gratitude, but it really, I'm like, that's what we do. Right. But it comes down to your attitude. So I'll give you an example of why we're talking about this today. I went to Ikea. This is your what in your world, by the way, right? It's kind of, it's the point of the episode. (laughs) I've just been having really interesting conversations with people I love, people that are close to me, random strangers. And I find that the common theme amongst people I meet is they recycle gossip, bullshit stories, complaints. And it's not like I'm not judging you. I'm not saying, oh, God, you're such a Debbie Downer. But I guess the question I'll have for you is like we go through our day sometimes not realizing that that's like our flavor of communication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So if you ask somebody like, how was your day? And they say, oh, my boss sucks. Like she's just not a good boss. Da, 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 da. I mean, yeah, that probably could happen. But did you find any joy in your day? Right. You know? And, and, can, I, and I, can I say that, that that to me is not about like trying to be optimistic or trying to be positive. Mm-hmm. I think it's a disposition of, if I approach life with a certain attitude, then I'm going to get more out of it if I come with a bad attitude. Yeah. I guess the thing is, is like we've all had shitty bosses. Yeah. Right. I learned some of my best leadership traits from my shitty bosses. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Like I'm 100%. a better leader today because I've had shitty bosses. Right. Right. That wasn't 2020 hindsight vision. That was just like in the moment I knew this guy's a dick. I'm never going to act like him. <laughs> like, thank you for this lesson. Oh, yeah. You learned that from your parents. Oh, you know? yeah. I remember. If you were raised, I was raised, I got smacked for everything. I was like, okay, my mom's being a bitch. Never going to do this with my oh, kids. I, I remember countless times, you know, dealing with my stepdad that I was like, I will never do this. This is what I, he's teaching me how to not act. Right. right? And I knew that then. And I think that those things are, you intuitively catch on to. We were having a really great conversation about confidence earlier, about nature versus nurture, Mm -hmm. which we'll definitely have to talk about in another episode. But like, I think that there are certain things about my attitude that I think were natural, but Mm -hmm. also I think my mom helped with nurturing me having a really good attitude. Like I wasn't allowed to have a bad attitude about things. Yeah. And I think that that has conditioned me to look at life and to look at problems and to look at struggles with a certain like forward thinking, but also like I need to approach this well. I wish you would rub that off on one of our children (laughs) (laughs) who shall remain anonymous, but You know, the thing is, is here's an example of how this impacts you like on a day to day basis. Today, I went to Ikea because if you watched our stories, 
a month ago when we started the home renovation, Eddie went through this cabinet that had nothing but Tupperware in it. And oh he filled God. up a 60-gallon trash bag of like all this lost Tupperware. It's kind of like the sock drawer. Like nothing has lids. Like, I don't know if you have one of those. So we filled up the trash bag and we just got rid of the whole thing. We just <laughs> threw it away. So today we were, you know, we finally have a kitchen. And so I'm like, I'm not bringing any of that cheap plastic shit in the house, right? So he said, I want glass Tupperware. We'll yeah. take better care of it. We will be careful with it. And it's not the kind of stuff that you let somebody borrow or you throw in the back of your car, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen stuff in the back of people's trunks. So I went to Ikea today and I got all of the sizes of glass Tupperware that we needed. And long story short, I decided that I was going to be doing more shopping than I anticipated. So when my arms were full, I turned around and there was an abandoned cart. Here's a fun fact for you. Maybe because I used to work in the grocery store, I know this. <laughs> Anytime you see an abandoned cart in a store, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the wheels are probably jacked up. It probably right. makes noise. So I grab it, right? One man's uh, so the squeaky trash did is another not get man's treasure. <laughs> right. Well, I needed the cart at that moment because my arms were, you know, full. So I put it in immediately start pushing. I'm like, yep, that's the shitty cart. I'm not bothered by it, though, because I just I already knew that. Right. Right. So then I'm pushing it through the store and I am aware that it's loud as hell. And I kind of don't care because it's not my cart. Right. And so. Before that, though, I had got a cart from the parking lot because I needed to do a return and that cart was also abandoned. And so that cart was also trash. Right? right. So long story short, I wind up with these two carts that are terrible. And I ask this Ikea guy, hey, can you help me push one of these to the front of the store? I'm really struggling. And he goes, man, you must have the worst luck on the planet. You got two of the worst carts in the store. And I said, oh, no, sir, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> right. You know, this is just a cart. And he goes, no, it's two carts. And I'm like. Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. I have worse things to worry about. And he's like, yeah, but there's nothing worse than getting a terrible card and you got two. And I'm just like, I rebuke what you're trying to give me right now. I don't care. Like, it's not. And he goes, I guess it's a positive attitude to have. And I said, you know, people got worse things to worry about. I am shopping. I'm right. like, can I just I'm buying glass Tupperware. Do you know how right. blessed I am? Even if I had to carry this shit and make 10 trips, it doesn't bother me. Right. So I guess the the thing, the, the thought behind this episode is your attitude matters. You know, if you're the type of person who's like, great, I got a terrible cart and now my shopping experience is ruined or great, there's a piece missing from my Ikea furniture. I get that that's super inconvenient. That's happened to us many times. Right. As a matter of fact, I don't know if we've ever put a piece of Ikea furniture together that had all the pieces. However... Right. It's just part of buying cheap furniture, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. And I think that, well, I think we've been pretty lucky when it comes to Ikea furniture, but maybe maybe we just have a good attitude and it yeah. all works out. <laughs> One of the things I bought just now, I was like, oh, this is defective. Oh, well, I'll make it work. Let me right. get the tools. Right. I just don't care enough, I guess. And so the question I want to ask you is, what's your attitude around basic things? Because your life is going to be... I guess, a mirror of your thoughts. Right? Yeah, it's going to be a mirror of how you approach things and your ideas of, of the world. And I think that you often see people who respond to things such in a horrible way. It's almost as if they were prepared for it. Right. Oh, here's yeah. another one. Think, Crisis. Yeah. You know, just let me tell you this story. So this woman, I don't even know how I started following her on Instagram, and I don't know the name of it or I would shout her out, but 
she's putting on these wigs. At first I noticed her, I was like, God, she's got great hair. So I don't know. I was watching her story the other day and it's a wig. And I'm like really intrigued by like, why is a good looking girl like this with already a good set of hair, like a head of hair, why is she wearing wigs? So it said, if you like this wig, you know, leave us a message below. And I was like, I love that wig. And so she DMs me and she's like, hey, just wanted to give you some information about these wigs. They are made strand by strand by hand with real human hair. I'm just going to tell you that sounds expensive to me. Does that not? Yeah. What human hair can like be manipulated and not break? Well, I don't know. How do you- <laughs> I don't know the art of making wigs, but right. so I know there's a huge market for it. And she said, you know, I said, well, that one was a really nice one that you had on. I love the color and love the cut. Da, 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 da. She's like, yeah, our wigs start at twenty five hundred and they go to like five thousand dollars. And I was like, wow, it's a beautiful masterpiece. It's just completely out of my budget. Like, I just thought it was kind of cool. I'm not actually in need for, you know, a wig and for a luxury item. That's not something I can justify right now. But good luck to you. I think that this is amazing. And she responded back. I was like, thanks, babe. I know so many people that would be like, for a fucking wig? Like, just be so upset about the cost of it. Right. Why? You can either afford it or you can't, (laughs) right? It's, I I don't knock people's hustle. Another one, the wood friend that I have, uh, Fresh Dust LA, right? This guy I went to high school with. I was looking for a wood maker and someone tagged him. And I was like, oh my God, I went to high school with this guy. So we had a great conversation. I told him what I was looking for. His work's amazing. I said, I just need like an estimate. How much would this table cost me? So it took him three weeks to give me a quote. And then he was like about basically five grand. Well, that's more than I want to spend on a table, but it's also custom art. It's art, you know? So you're the artist, you're the master woodmaker. You get to command whatever price you want. I'm not offended by it. So that's the question. Why do people get offended when they can't afford something. Well, I think it goes back to how... Your shitty attitude. Yeah, how you approach things. And I think that, I guess for someone listening to this going, okay, well, I think I have a pretty good attitude. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I think that one of the things that will kind of give you some access or some self-awareness is how do people respond to you? Do Mm -hmm. you find that more people respond to you in a way that's defensive or or in a way that they're responding to you with the same type of energy you're coming at Mm -hmm. them with? Uh, because I think that that gives you an indication that I probably have an attitude problem. I don't know about that because friends of feathers flock together. So let me give you an example yeah. and then you can finish. A lot of people's love language and their form of communication is gossip. Oh, because it, it's addictive. And like, a lot of people that they're sharing it with, you know, whether it be about a terrible day or someone who didn't hold the door open for them or how terrible the world is or how... The governor is, is you know, an evil satanic monster for shutting down businesses. Whatever the case may be, generally speaking, your circle is going to share the same beliefs that you have. So if we come together and you and I are sharing a story, generally we can have a good conversation. It's like we're vibing, right? And I guess the question is, is are most of the stories that come out of your mouth negative? That's really an indicator of whether you have a positive or a negative attitude. So I'll give you another example. My dad, love him to death. He's one of the funniest guys. Am I right? Yeah, extremely funny. He's funny as shit. But if you had to like rate his stories on are they positive, are they negative, 
he makes really negative experiences super funny, right? right? So he works at a mattress company. He tells us the other day, he calls, hey guys, you know, how's it doing? Love you, miss you. Oh, dad, how was work? Oh, I had this fucking guy. <laughs> he wanted to return a mattress today because he said his four-year-old didn't fucking like the mattress. It right. was hilarious. We talked about this for probably 15 minutes and it was funny. And then the next day I talked to him about work and there was another thing. Somebody went crazy and I said, dad, I'm going to give you a little challenge. This would be a seven day challenge for you. From now on, when you repeat stories to people you love, like your wife, to me, whatever, I want you to question yourself and ask yourself, is this a story worth sharing? Is it a positive story or is it a negative story? Because most of the time when you share shit with me, it's always negative. It's about something some crazy person did. I said, tell me about the positive things that happened to you at work today. And he had a list of them, right? a list of them. Mm -hmm. I said, so I'm going to challenge you to start sharing some of those stories, because if you want more of that in the world, you've got to be that person. Well, and it gives you some insight to what he's used to discussing. Right. Right. And so he's used to discussing things with people that will commiserate and it will also participate mm -hmm. in the complaining and they will talk about their shitty day. Right. And they'll have a moment where there's a connection built on the fact that they both had shitty moments mm -hmm. of, of the day. But people don't realize how addictive that is. Yeah. But also, like, it also shines a light where you, now you start to look for those negative experiences mm -hmm. so like, that you can go back and connect with people who also have a story to, to, a story to, to, share. To, to have a story to share. And I think the reason why that's so damaging is because you start to lose the glimmer of hope in the world. Mm -hmm. Like 2020 was a tough year. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you, I said, it's the great equalizer because mm -hmm. everybody was dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. However, it was impacting you differently depending on your circumstances. But at the end of the day, whether it was your business that was impacted, your employment that was impacted, your children, your family, your how you educate them, all those things were impacted. How you showed up, how you responded mattered. And some people found solace and peace in this time. And mm -hmm. some people found pain, struggle, frustration, stress. And, you know, they went to drinking, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, simply because of a disposition of attitude, mm -hmm. right? If you face 2020 with a certain understanding, like, hey, this is the hand we've been dealt. Mm -hmm. Let's make the best of it. I think that then you get more out of it. Right. But I think when you're faced with and you say, and people are to this day are just as mad now in December mm -hmm. as they were back in February when it started. Like right. if, you, if you're finding yourself in the same type of anger or maybe even more aggravated mm -hmm. now, then you have not taken advantage of this time. I got to tell you when people say like, oh, people are just fatigued. Um, okay, you're tired of what, life? Because that's what the fuck this is. It's a challenge and it's life. Like, right. I get it. You know, people are fatigued of staying home, um, but you have a house to stay at home. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's not right. a conversation that I care to have because there's a lot of shit in life that boundaries get put on mm -hmm. and you, this is one of them. So this whole year has been the equivalent of like, we're think of we're going through this massive storm. It's completely unpredictable, right? And everyone on the planet's in the same storm. The difference is, is some people have become master sailors. Yeah. Some people have said, you know what? I better start using YouTube and learn how to sail this ship because I keep going down, right? right, right. Some people have said like me, I went, I bought a saw. I'm going to build a ship. That's yeah. what I'm doing, right? 
And so I want you to just kind of think about that. If we're all in a storm, it's a shit storm, right? And you take everything that COVID has caused, all the shutdowns, the quarantines, the loss, the devastation, right? And you couple that with normal day-to-day life things, challenges with your kids, challenges with grades, layoffs, because companies sometimes Mm. don't perform, right? Right. So there's nothing really new that's happening. It's just in addition to the fact that it's 2020 and it's COVID. Right. So I guess my plea to you is bad shit's going to happen next year, too. Yeah. And and the year after that, too. And one of the things that, yeah, and 100%, I think it comes down to, and I noticed this about you. So I'm going to talk about you right now. You're going to talk about me like I'm not here. Yeah, like you're not here. Okay. So I think what you do really well is you get into creation state, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're faced with things, you you create. And it's interesting because you create from the place of necessity. Ne- necessity, like this needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so you'll stay up as late as you need to stay up. Oh, I'm a thousand you, percent survival. Yeah, you immerse yourself mm-hmm. in the creation of whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so lately you've been building all kinds of crazy stuff. Till the wee hours creation, of the morning. Creating. So you literally have been creating things. Mm-hmm. Some people live... In the problem state. Right. And they only see the problem. The problem is glaring. It's in their face. Everywhere they turn, it's there. Mm-hmm. And the problem with being in the problem state is that you never actually create anything to get out of it. Right. All you do is stew in it and you stay in it. Mm-hmm. And then and what happens is you let it in. So you like your analogy when it comes to the ship. Mm-hmm. It's almost like what keeps a ship above water is the buoyancy, is the balance mm-hmm. of, it, of its ability to keep water out while so that it stays floating well some people let too much water in mm-hmm. right and when you let too much water in eventually you become one with the water mm-hmm. and so you become the problem within the problem so for you for people out there that are listening to this you have to really have that self-awareness to understand have you become the problem mm-hmm. like the problem of COVID was everyone had to face mm-hmm. and some people have made creation out of it right. and they got to creation state like i got to figure this thing out some I people maneuver. are master sailors right and some people are sitting there and they have already become COVID. they right. are not just hopefully I mean, oh hopefully that's they bad get that's sick, morbid but they have become mm-hmm. worse than the problem well because I've, they have they have digging themselves so deep in it that they can't get out and they can't see a way out of it. So I think we so 2021 is not going to be the answer for that. Yeah, it's not. And that's kind of what my my plea is to you. Like, think about the analogy that we're talking about here, the storm. We're in this massive storm. And I could just see people now, well, yeah, it must be nice to have a yacht. Uh, we don't have a yacht. We just learned how to build a, a little bit more safe boat, right? <laughs> and so some people are in canoes. Some people are in baby boats. Some people are in boats that are from 100 years ago that have maybe been through some storms and it's slow and steady, but we know how to like, you know, weather Mm -hmm. the storm. They know where all the leaks are. They plug them up. So here's what I'll say to you because you're talking about creation mode. You don't have to necessarily build another boat because maybe you're like, well, I don't have the money. I got laid off. Okay. Who do you know that has a better boat? Do you have a friend that you can maybe bring your whole family and get in their boat? That could be someone, a friend that looks like they're doing well, that has a positive mindset that you call and say, hey, I'm kind of struggling. Can we chat once a week to go? That's you creating a better boat, right? It could be, you know, I'm struggling financially with my kids. I'm a single mom. I just lost my job or my business is going under. It could be a lot of things. Who else do you know that has a business and how are they recovering? How are they 
moving through the chapter of COVID? How are they coming up with different ways of doing businesses? I promise you that if you move forward towards those people who have the bigger or better boats, they're going to inspire you to do something with your boat. They're going to inspire you. It could be, hey, girl, I got a friend who's selling a boat for super cheap because, you don't know, I don't know, their dad died and he's got a great yacht. And so now this boat's the point I'm trying to make is you won't ever know unless you put yourself out there. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I will tell you that might be a little bit different than me versus some of you. I don't always have the money. I don't always have the answers. I don't always have the resources. But I always look at other people when they're winning and say, well, hell, if they could do it, we could do it too. Absolutely. We can find a way. And I think you said something I think I hope people caught on to because I think this is a lot of times missing is that when you do know someone and you identify someone that can appear to be doing well, many times people get upset by it. They're, you know, like like your sister. That bitch stole my blessings. Yeah, they start hating. Mm -hmm. But what I think is important is that the idea and the the concept of modeling, Mm -hmm. right? And seeing someone that even if from your vantage point looks like they have it together, is seeing what are the things that they are saying? Mm-hmm. What are they consuming? Mm-hmm. Asking questions, being curious, finding out what what's working for them. Who so are they following? What right, books who, do they yeah, read? What, what do they, they eat for what's breakfast? Making them, what's helping them get mm-hmm. through this with a certain high level of gratitude or or maybe they're just making it look easy. Right. And maybe in your conversation, maybe they're having a tough time, mm-hmm. but they find a way to, to show up and, and, and shine. And I think that that has a lot of answers for people. And I, and I think that skill of modeling is so underrated. Well, like, like let I, me tell you this, though, because my sister, if you guys have been following us on Instagram, we've been posting and sharing things in our stories about the renovation And my sister brought up something that was really funny. And she said, man, if you weren't my sister, I'd be hating on you. Right. (laughs) And it was so funny because I said, do you really think? And she's like, oh, yeah, people are totally hating, like trying to figure out how much it costs. Like and, you know, that's not the first time I've heard that. I'll just say that. So the point I'm trying to make is, is if you are one of those people that looks at other people winning and says to yourself that you're upset that oh, their their life might probably isn't that perfect anyways. Like if you're one of those salty ass people, then it's really difficult for you to look at someone and let them model a role for you. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, this is why as a role model in air quotes, I keep trying to post about the remodel with inspiration. I keep yeah. trying to remind people that, hey, we were not always winning. Hey, last time... Uh, when the recession hit, we were really down and out, right? Hey, we saved for 15 years. Our house looked like shit. It was super embarrassing. And now we're finally at a place where we can do this. I keep sharing that because I know what it feels like to be feeling like you're failing or losing, but you're fighting this uphill battle or you're in this terrible storm and you don't know what the hell's wrong with your boat and you don't see light at the end of the tunnel, like you'll ever be able to afford a new boat, right? Yeah. And And so what I had to do is I had to start saying, where's the evidence of the people that are winning? How can I follow them? How can I learn from them? How can I embody some of the characteristics that they have so that I can also be winning? Yeah, and that's so important because I think if people do it right, what they'll find is that they can tap into that skill set of watching someone, seeing mm-hmm. how they operate, seeing how consistent they are, seeing whatever they do that makes them special and taking on those attributes. I think that's important. 
But what you don't want to do is you don't want to call yourself, air quote, modeling or trying to be curious about someone. But really what you're trying to find out is what is their secret sauce mm-hmm. so it makes an excuse for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mm, yeah, I knew they had I, money. Yeah, I knew they they you know yeah you know, they don't right. have the same situation. Well, I'm she in. started a business because her husband. Yeah, works and so or, it, and that's the thing is sometimes you need to just find people that you don't know their backstory. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know their backstory. Yeah. You just want to say, hey, what do you do every day? Like, right. well, how do you start your day? How do you go? To, what time do you go to bed? Mm-hmm. How many hours of sleep are you getting? Mm-hmm. You know what? What you know? Is there something that you should tell me that I need to know? Right. And I think that those things give you so much more insight. Uh, and you could do that by reading a book. You can look at someone's mm-hmm. thoughts and how they operate. And it just gives you inspiration mm-hmm. to know that, okay, here's the thing. This is not the first time we've gone through a pandemic. Right. This is not the first time we've gone through an economic problem. Well, pandemic, this is not, yes. This epidemic, is not, No, it's different. not the first time we had a pandemic. Well, in a hundred years. Yeah, but this is not the first okay. time, right? Well, it's the first time for everybody listening. Right. It's the first time. I'm sorry. I'm talking about in, in our, like ever history. Like okay. this has been done, which means- is that you can probably read through how mm. people came out of it. Mm-hmm. You can probably learn from history of saying, how did they deal mm-hmm. with that? You don't think biologists, you don't think scientists are looking back 100 years ago and saying, okay, what did we do? Mm-hmm. You know, people that are policymakers are looking at, okay, hey, this is what we did 100 years ago. How will that work today? Right. And so there are so many things that you can be looking at and, and how you can create an attitude or a perspective that allows you to be more successful than you probably are right now. But here's the thing. If you are not approaching life in 2020 with the right attitude and you think that 2021 is just going to be remarkably new different. Year, new me. Right? People are, are hoping that 2021 is just going to be like, oh, it's going to be, all, it's going to hit a reset button and we all can start off new. Well, the reality think- is you're going to carry the same shitty mm-hmm. baggage from 2020 to 2021 unless you go to Ikea and buy a bunch of new Tupperware. You're going to bring that old shit back. Right. Well, I'm thinking, saying with our analogy, you have the same boat in 2021 when the clock strikes midnight as you do in 2020. Right. right. And it, here's the thing. If I change the captain of that boat, mm-hmm. can I sail differently? Oh, absolutely. And so that's where I think we're at. You're going to have the same boat. You just got to be a different captain. Mm. And you've got to be able to say, OK, where is our destination? And here's the thing. People are going to go into 2021 without a destination. What yeah. is a boat without a destination? Uh, lost, lost, lost at sea, <laughs> right? That's yep. a shitty situation. Like boats only leave the port because they have a destination. Right. And so just keeping that analogy alive, there's no such thing as sailing Where are you without ship stirring your ship, right? Without yeah. a, a port of call, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have that, you don't move, right? You don't leave. And as human beings, we often can just idly go about things without yeah. having a, a very specific place that we're trying to go. And I'll tell you, like, this is something we work on every day, right? We're not perfect. Um, But I find inspiration through talking to people, hearing about their backstories. And I find inspiration mostly from people that have it really rough, you know, whether they be homeless, have gone through like some sort of drug recovery. Like I find the most inspiration from the people who have had the most challenging lives. Think about all of the inspirational speakers that you've heard. Most of them had crazy childhoods or came from the depths of hell for some reason, right? We like those people and they're inspiring because they've rose up, which means it's possible for you too, right? So my dad was sharing with me a couple weeks ago that my great-grandmother, his grandmother, she was from Italy. 
Apparently, she was college educated. She lived to be 106. And so she was from early 1900s, right? So she lived to be 106 years old. She had she had four children. She was college educated. She spoke seven languages. She became a wife. She had four children. And then smallpox killed all four of her kids. All Damn. four. That's crazy. Can you imagine... That's crazy. I don't. I, I was at a loss. And people of were words. mad about wearing a mask, right? This I, person, okay, back up. <laughs> oh so much goodness here, right? Yeah. I was still stuck on the fact that a hundred years ago she was college educated as a that's, woman. That's a big deal. That's a huge accomplishment, 100%. right? Yeah. Then I was stuck on the fact that she spoke seven different languages as a woman a hundred years ago. Amazing, right? Right. Then she gets married, has four children. Okay, so you somehow managed college. You got a degree. You spoke all these languages. You're super educated. You have four kids. And then, boom, your kids all die. The loss is catastrophic. I can't even fathom losing my entire family. Do you know how many times she probably asked God, take me? Why not me? Like, you took everything away that I love, right? Somehow her and my great grandfather continued to have children and they wound up with like six more, five more, something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I say that story and I am still just like in awe. So the first things that came to my mind as I was processing it was that's in my blood. Mm -hmm. Like that is proof that I'm a warrior. Yeah. Period. Right. I've been a warrior since before I heard this story. So for 42 (laughs) years, I had declared like, this is me. This is I'm survival. Like, this is what we're going to do. Right. But, oh, I am like superhuman now. So that, I'm sharing that, that story yeah. with you guys to be inspired by the fact that people have struggled and they have overcome tremendous catastrophic loss that you just can't even imagine. And yet you're going through what you're going through, which I'm not invalidating, but I am asking you, like, what if we fast forwarded through 10 of your chapters and you saw that there was glory 10 chapters later. Could you just pick yourself up off the floor right now and just hurry up and power through those 10 chapters? Absolutely. I mean, that's such a crazy, remarkable story. I mean, when you were saying the story, I was thinking, oh, wow, that's like Job in the Bible, like losing his whole family. She was a saint. Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It's just like, wow. But and a it, college educated woman who spoke seven languages a hundred years ago, that's yeah. like unheard of. Yeah. And and it's to me, I want to like, okay, how do we And we, I didn't even finish college. Yeah. Can we talk to her? Like, can we get some like insight? No, she's like gone. <laughs> 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 But I mean, those are types of stories right there where you you have to self-reflect and go, right. okay. Is this, my shit that, that bad? Right. And those and that's where you model and you say, okay, if she can handle that. I can handle wearing a mask. Right. I can handle the inconvenience of standing in a line that's longer than it, it may have should be. Well, I'm going to tell go you. To go into a store. Like all I the, pray, the shitty little right. like superficial but first I world problems. I pray daily that the Lord doesn't take you guys away from me. I pray yeah. daily that you're healthy, that you're happy. But heaven forbid, in the event that I lost one of you, I would have to remind myself of that story. Yeah. And know that I'm not the only one that has ever had to overcome loss, it would be terrible. But at some point, I would have to pull myself together and decide to continue to live for the remaining family members that I do have 
so that I could still just be a good role model for them, so that I could enjoy my life. So I guess whatever tragedy you're going through right now, whatever loss you've suffered, whatever difficulty you're enduring, just know that we just gotta like sail the sea, right? Fix your boat, patch it up, call a friend, I don't know, boat hop for a little while, ride the storm, and then just figure out where we're trying to go because 10 chapters down the road, you're winning. Yeah. And one of the things I love, you know, I love Stoic philosophy. And one of the philosophers says that every struggle you have, it gives you an opportunity. And and I think that when we talk about attitude, I think that that is something to think about. Like when you think about the fact that you have to exercise patience, it is an opportunity to exercise patience. It's the opportunity to improve your ability to to wait, to be in present in the moment. When you're dealing with the fact that maybe you're having a money struggle. Well, this is an opportunity for you to learn how to navigate your wealth and your finances in a tough time. Like those are things that are skills that you can't buy for the opportunity. You couldn't go to school and get an opportunity to learn some of the skills that 2020 is allowing you to, right. to learn. I mean, people are epidemiologists or what I think Epidemiologists. Did I say that right? Yeah. I think no, but I did. Epidemiologists. There you go. And give the opportunity to understand diseases and how they're spread. Like all these things, people, we all have an opportunity to learn. I think with the right attitude, you can make the most out of 2020. And so this episode is really about the fact that it's December 8th and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and so to speak, where this year is going to be over. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important right now that people really assess how they've handled it and then what they will do this next coming year, because we are going to carry some of the same problems. I mean, coronavirus, COVID is not going anywhere, mm -hmm. right? And there are going to be things that are going to change in January and in the new year from political landscape. And so I wonder how that's going to change how we approach things. But I think that it's important that people go at this next year with an open mind, but also with a very specific plan of what they're going to do and what they want to accomplish. Yeah, I'm, we're just going to pray for you guys and pray for us too. This is my what in the world though. Okay. Because uh, we've been talking about the pandemic and, you know, some people are just, hey, it's pandemic, whatever. Someone posted that- You said plan? Plandemic. Okay. <laughs> it just always gets me. The government's planning <laughs> to ruin the entire economy. But so a friend of mine who, you know, I admire posted and shared this thing about COVID has killed X amount of people, but tobacco has killed 10 times more people annually than than covid junk food obesity well can we just stop right there no let me finish okay so this thing was saying basically if we can get it together as a planet for four weeks and everyone is wearing a mask and we're shutting down businesses for no good reason basically like for health and safety let's just say then why wouldn't we also disrupt junk food suppliers and distributors? Why wouldn't we also eradicate the tobacco industry? Why wouldn't we get rid of all of these things that are causing more deaths than COVID? And I'm going to let you speak on this. But the thing that I wanted to like say was, you know, it's a good point because those things are bad for you and they do kill you. And you're right. There's probably more people that have died from those things annually as a globe if you add them up. But here's the difference. One's free will and doesn't impact anyone else. And the other one does. 
right? The other one is like, you can just catch this because somebody was exercising their free will. So if I choose to wake up every day and stuff my face with cheeseburgers and French fries and be obese, it doesn't impact you (laughs) right? at all. I mean, I guess you could say, well, if you're unable to work and now you're handicapped, now I have to pay your insurance as a taxpayer. Okay, you could say that, but that's free will. Like God gave me free will to make a decision to either care for my temple and nurture it or not, right? Right. Exercising free will about not wearing a mask because it's my freedom to, you know, decide if I think this COVID thing is stupid or not. Well, if you're a carrier, though, and I get it, then that's not your free will. Your will now impacts me and my health. Right. So it's just different. But I I engaged in the conversation because I was like, you know, I believe in health and I believe you're right. We should be exercising. We should have less fast food options. We should But also, I'm not a smoker. I don't do drugs. Like, that's my will to not do those things. But, you know, see, these are the things that that get me. And keep it quick. I'll keep it quick. But here's the thing. We have created laws and regulations when it comes to smoking cigarettes because of the the impact it has had on on individuals when it comes to their health and, and secondhand smoke. You can't smoke in a restaurant, right? Now you can't sit in a you restaurant. Can't smoke anywhere public. Right, <laughs> you can. Well, you can smoke on the street, but you can't smoke. You know, you yeah. Can, but if you go to Disneyland, yeah, there's smoking can, yeah. designated and so we have zones. laws and, yeah. and provisions. That shit for is that. regulated. Absolutely. that's like the equivalent of People wear a mask. People have filed lawsuits against, which I don't necessarily agree, but they were effective. Mm-hmm. They filed lawsuits against places like McDonald's and stuff because of the food being so addictive and them gaining weight. So McDonald's, obviously, I'm not advocating for suing a fast food place. you got to have some self-control. But what you will see is that McDonald's did remove Supersize Me, mm-hmm. right, because of other things that were occurring, and they wanted to be responsible. Mm-hmm. So that But I argument, own the bakery. But that if argument you come every does, day, that's on you. But that argument doesn't hold weight when it comes to health because it's simply this is a virus that can be prevented if people do what they're supposed to do. Right. right? And, and, and so I think what we have to understand is that we have to become a society, my, my opinion, we have to become a society where we think about one another mm-hmm. and not so much this individuality of, oh, it's my rights kind yeah. of thing. And I think when we do that, we start to get very selfish and we get self-centered mm-hmm. because we think people are in, impeding on our rights. And to me, that's that's bothersome because we have been there before. This is why when I talk to my friends and we disagree, I constantly tell them that if you read history, you start to see the same things come up and you say, yeah, that's going to be a problem mm-hmm. because we've been there before. Mm-hmm. And when we start to look at things of saying, when we give rights or when people are saying, hey, you need to wear a mask that it's taking away your right, all of a sudden we're confusing what liberty is all about. We're confusing what this nation is all about. This nation is built on being united. That's why it's called the United States. Right. right? Maybe it that's comes, just the name though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just the name. But uh, I just wanted to, we didn't to mean say it. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to cut around everything out, what we're here to talk about really, what we want to leave you with is an understanding that your, your approach, attitude your matters. attitude matters. Your mm-hmm. attitude is so important. And I, I have a quote that I want to read that I thought was great. And the quote says, human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. Mm-hmm. And that's by William James, famous psychologist from Howard, Harvard University. I was going to say Howard. Mm-hmm. He was not at Howard, mm-hmm. but he was at Harvard. 
And I think that that sums up a lot of what we talked about. Like when you fix your mind on, on having the right type of attitude, and I'm going to say effective attitude mm-hmm. around things, I think you get more and it changes your life. So here's your challenge. I'm going to challenge you because the Push Podcast is all about self-awareness, changing your perspective, and choosing to push through difficult things, right? So I'm going to challenge you the next week for seven days. When you fix your mouth to share a story, (laughs) I'm just going to challenge you. Is it worthy of being shared? Yeah. Is this something that's going to spread more joy, positivity, laughter, or is it something that someone's going to say, oh, don't you hate when that happens and commiserate with you? That can feel really good, but that's not giving what you're hoping to receive. Yeah. So that's my challenge to you. And, and I'll just give you this. It's going to feel awkward mm-hmm. because you're probably going to, you know, not have anything to say. You're going to abruptly impact someone's, especially people who bring things to you that are negative. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, but you're going to be reframing everything they say. And, right. and it's going to feel a little awkward and disjointing. But I just wonder how I many people are going to do gonna it. It's going to be great. Yeah. If you're down for the challenge, leave us a rating and a review and let us know that you're in and then tag us in your stories and please share because the world needs to come together. We need more positivity and we need more positive role models and inspiration to lead better lives. So push through people. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through